Soon the Lighthouse. A new movie from Robert Robert Eggers. What do we think, boys? What do we think uh, of the trailer? I'm excited for it, for sure. Yeah, definitely excited. It looks uh looks really I don't know, it looks dark. Like it darker than I think it's going to be. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah. I'm hoping I look like from the tentacles and stuff. I'm hoping from something Lovecraftian because I love that kind of stuff. Right. And I think Eggers could do a really good job with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the only three cast members of the film so far that we know about is William Dafoe, and he's playing Gold. Like, that's his name. And then you have Robert Patterson's character, which I don't remember what his name was on the IMDb page. And then you have a third character, which is, it just says mermaid. So we know that there's going to be a mermaid in the film. So it looks like Eggers is playing off all these old, um, you know, sea myths and stuff, which is really neat. And like, I want him to incorporate that into, well, I think he is going to incorporate that into the story to where he, these characters are slowly going insane and what they, what they're seeing may or may not be real, but I don't think that's really going to be the the plot of the film. I think that's just going to be extra for the film. It's going to it's going to move the plot rather than be the plot. I think. Yeah. 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 And, yeah, that's cool. We saw obviously in the trailer. You see the the tentacles. You know, maybe there's going to be a giant giant squid or giant octopus, um, and maybe that's one of the one of the uh, the characters' fears. Because if you read the synopsis, it's, you know, two, uh, two lighthouse keepers slowly go insane while on, a, while on an island. And they, they go through their biggest nightmares and whatever. Um, just from the, the way that it's shot, the 35 millimeter black and white is really, really nice. It's really clear. The, um, the technical aspects of it look great. Um, it kind of has that, like... B movie from the fifties feel to it, you know, like one of those gems that aren't like released or aren't like appreciated until like years later. Right. No, like what uh what Matt was saying about with the Lovecraftian element to it, yeah. uh, I could definitely see that the way that is because it definitely does have that nineteen fifties horror film uh kind of feel to it, uh, but it does have a more modern appeal if that makes sense like uh it definitely seems like they're gonna go for kind of an in-between the two of a modern horror and a 50s like monster movie right um and I, i guess we could bleed into the witch right here too uh it seems like his themes well just from the trailer uh it seems like from his themes he likes to kind of just fuck with the characters and make like seem seem like what they're seeing is real or not. You know, like it's like a whole psychological torment. Like in the witch, like is is the witch really real or is she not? You know, are they really seeing this? Or are they not? And it seems like we're gonna get the same. What's going in their head or versus what's going on around them right yeah and like i feel like that's what we're going to see in the lighthouse too is that they're they're probably going insane but maybe they're going insane because they're seeing this stuff and they don't know if it's real or not like 
he seems to he seems to like to do the psychological horror movies. And I mean, I'm down. Yeah, for, I'm down for that. Yeah, I I much prefer that over slasher blood gore and all that. Right, right, right. Uh, one thing that I kind of like. I don't know what to take from the trailer because if you watch the trailer for The Witch mm-hmm. and then watch the movie The Witch, like it makes it seem like a completely different movie. Mm-hmm. So like watching the trailer for The Lighthouse, part of me thinks the same thing. Like none of this could be relevant at all. Right. Right. Like, like while I do something else with the other hand. Right. Mm-hmm. Like in the trailer for The Witch, it shows like the like the one of the big ending parts is him shooting the gun. So you're like, oh, he's going to shoot The Witch or something like that. Yeah. And then in the actual movie, he's just shooting at a rabbit and misses. Yeah. yeah. And, and do we think, are we, are we all convinced that the, the rabbit was the witch the whole time? Uh, I think it's definitely evolved. Yeah. Because when, when uh, uh, what's his name? Um, Caleb is chasing, chasing yeah. the bunny. He runs into the witch, you know, the knockoff Angelina right. Jolie lookalike. Um, which, <laughs> and, you know, he ends up kissing her, and then that's lust, and yada yada yada. So I, I think yeah. I think the the witch is going through forms of the different animals, just like how Black Philip is influencing the the youngest children yeah. to cause a stir in the family. Was that like a part of the which we call it tradition of? Witches and demons and stuff, they, they're shape, shapeshifters and that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole, the whole, the whole movie of the witches <laughs> got a big religious background to it. It's all, the themes are all throughout it. Like when he throws up the, the forbidden fruit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I guess we can get into the witch. Um, okay. Uh, the thing, there's like a little pet peeve that I have. The sun at the beginning, the sun is seen with like a, a beanie type hat on. Oh yeah. And I was like, uh, <laughs> this I is. Exactly, yeah. I was like, that this bothered me too. <laughs> he looks like he's like Eminem from a Mile. Like it was the weirdest thing. But uh, yeah, that was a that was a pet peeve of mine from the beginning. Um, One thing I thought was gonna bother me but didn't was the old English. The old English? Yeah, I thought it was going to throw it off for me, because, like, I don't know, you don't really see movies with that kind of talk anymore. Right. But I think it made it so much better, in my opinion. Yeah, it kind of gave it more... Uh, it, was kinda, yeah. it was more weight to it, you know? Like, right. the, the scenes were more intense with the, the old dialogue. Yeah, like, they felt like actual Puritans living in, what was it, like, the 1600s or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, and you definitely go with realism, which is, you know... Yeah with the thing uh but he definitely tries to make everything seem like the period of time it's in like and with the the dialogue with the the costumes uh the mannerisms all of those things he's very like precise and concise about the way he does those things, the way he adds them into his movies, the way the characters and the actors have to embrace and, and, and uh, what's the word? Involve, I guess, themselves into it. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of commitment that uh, I think both he and uh, his actors could go through to get to that. Yeah. Yeah. I, his attention to detail is is on point. It's it's very very noticeable. Um, 
<laughs> I thought it was kind of funny that when the film started, there was at least like 15 companies that like made this film happen. Like I was like, oh, here's another company. Here's another company. Are we ever <laughs> oh, going to yeah, get to the film? <laughs> <laughs> that was, uh, yeah. that was funny. Um, I guess another point is whenever they were looking at the, the woods or whatever, like there was an interaction with the witch, you could hear that 2001 type uh like scream like the, the oh yeah <laughs> i just thought that was a, a cool little uh cool little thing that he may or might may have not thrown in there just for like a little easter egg but i was like oh now i feel like i'm watching the monolith scene from 2001 um yeah he, he does a lot of uh, good work with you know raising tension without you know giving anything away like a lot of times with horror movies, you have that jump out and scare you kind of horror or that, you know, the slasher gory horror, but he does a really good job of bringing the psychological element into it and really scaring you from the mood and from the the way the characters are reacting to the, to the environment and to the, to the, the events that are occurring around them. So it's a, it's a very much like a cerebral kind of horror that he's going for. Yeah, um, he the jump scares were like really minimal. Like when obviously when he's kissing, when Caleb's kissing the witch, when, oh, yeah. when her hand grabs yeah. his yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like it, it's fitting. It's not you know something right. that's trying to get you to react. You know, right? That right. makes sense with the way the plot and the way the the, the everything's unfolding in front of you. Right. I think what terrified me more than the jump scares. I don't know how much like far into the end you want to get, but when um, Caleb's on spoilers. the bed, that whole scene, yeah, yeah. spoilers. <laughs> when Caleb's on the bed, that whole scene drove me insane. Like I felt like I shouldn't be watching it. All right, so but I can't look away. Yeah, so uh, yeah, you bring up that part. The part that freaked me out was when uh, this is major spoilers, but when um, Thomason becomes the witch, well, oh, she, yeah. she gets initiated in. <laughs> And then Lucifer starts talking to her. Oh, yeah. That shit scared me. Yeah, that scared the shit out of me, too. And then, <laughs> like, yeah, when he's, like, walking around her, like, I'm trying to, oh, like, yeah. get a good look at him. And it's, like, they kind of have this, yeah. like, pirate, like, half-goat look to him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's, it's just really, really unsettling. And then the, the hand or paw or whatever on her shoulder. Yeah, yeah. He puts, oh, yeah, 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 that messed with me, too. Yeah. He's, like, that uh, what was the what was the line? It's uh, would you like to live deliciously? Yeah. And it's yeah. Like, would you like a nice dress? And yeah. Like, oh man. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, but that's another thing. Like you know, you, you never get like the clear head-on view of him. Like right. you know, for too long, he, he does like you know a great job with just messing with your head as well as the characters. Like who you feel the way the characters feel as far as their mentality towards what's going on. Like you get immersed into the, uh, to the mindset of the character with his movies. Like you're going along and, you know, wondering what's happening and wondering if it's in their head, just like they are. Right. Right. So you kind of see the family fall apart. (laughs) Like they start out, you know, all together and all that, and by the end, they're all just yelling at each other, blaming each other for everything going on. Right. Except yeah, for the dad. I love the dad throughout the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right away. 
he was <laughs> you know honest guy trying to look out for his family and all that yeah he are, he definitely has his flaws like he's not a good supporter for the family right but he's always like at that level headed until the until basically the end where he's trying yeah. to protect his daughter when the wife yeah. completely turns on him and yeah that's that's honorable but he's He's kind of the reason why they're in that situation in the first place. Right. So, yeah. Wasn't it like he split, they had a split with the church or something? Like, like he just they didn't, and they left? Yeah, he didn't He didn't think the, the church was um, um, supporting the same beliefs that he, he believed in. So he took his, took his family to the woods, and then that was no longer the safe haven of the plantation. So they were now in the devil's control, pretty much. Um, yeah, um, I'm getting an echo. Uh, you getting an echo? Yeah, I can hear myself. It's weird. <laughs> um, I'm not hurt. Not fine. Okay, I don't know. It went away. That was weird. <laughs> so, like I said, the, the witch scenes are perfect. Like, they're great. Yeah. I have no problem with them. Um, actually, one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when, after she kills the, the youngest baby. And then, oh, man. Yeah, I mean, it's rough. It's rough. <laughs> but she rubs, like, you know, the blood all over and everything. Right. And then she kind of flies into the moonlight. Like, that, yeah, scene, yeah. That, that scene is so good. Like, that's one of the best scenes in the movie. Um, do you guys have any favorite scenes in the movie? Um, I think mine is what I was talking about earlier. Where even though it terrified me, the whole the kids can't remember the prayer. They're all trying to pray over the body, but it's not working. And he's just in there screaming, panicking, just yelling sin. I think is when he started yelling towards the end right before he died. He just started yelling sin over and over again. Yes, like it's just like it felt like something like like an actual like it felt real. Like I felt like this was actually happening to this family, and like I think that's what made it so terrible for me because i grew up in a christian home and all that mm-hmm. believing all this stuff is very real yeah. and so seeing it actually on screen just threw me off but i loved every second of it i couldn't look away Zach? sorry boys uh favorite scene i'd probably have to say it's where um What's her face? Tomlin's like comes in and sees like all the witches doing oh, a little yeah. oh, fire yes. dance. I think like the lead up, not like the scene where she's talking to Satan, but like the lead up to all of that. Right. I think that's probably my favorite because it definitely sets the atmosphere and the mood for that follow up with the devil. But I, I just like, I mean, imagine being, you know, what was that, like the 1700s or the 1800s? Imagine being like, you know, a teenager in that time period, just you and your family and you're alone out in the woods and all this freaky shit's happening. And then one after like this, you know, crazy amount of shit happens when you wander in the woods and there's just a bunch of naked ass women dancing around a campfire, <laughs> like, you know, going at it, praising the devil and everything. I just like, I don't know the way that it felt as she went into it you know what i mean as she walked into that uh into that um yeah her soul was gone after that point yeah exactly you could feel like it felt like that's what was happening was like she's seeing all of this she's giving up you know the things that she had 
previously held as you know true and near and dear to her heart you know she's pretty much lost her entire family at this point Mm -hmm. so like that her going up to the witches kind of felt like her like finally walking away from you know her, her christian past or whatever and i just thought that was a really powerful powerful scene yeah yeah um it, it's set in uh, 1630s New England. And do you guys think that... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? That's, that's even worse. It's the 16 friggin' hundreds. Yeah, right. <laughs> you're, um, you're a lost-ass teenager walking up to a bunch of witches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, do you guys think that she was always inclined to become a witch, or do you think that it was a moment to where she could have avoided that completely? I don't think she was a full Puritan. Like, I don't think she was like as Christian as her family was. Cause you can even tell like when they're praying, she, I think she had her eyes open in one of the opening scenes. Right. But I don't think she was full yeah. on evil. I don't think she believed in, you know, worship Satan or anything like that until towards the end. I think after seeing all that happened, kind of just drove her there. Right. Uh, let me see if I, Oh yeah. Uh, when he's I don't think she was like, oh, go Destined. Uh, I don't think she's like she was ever like destined to be there, you know, like meant to be a witch or anything like that. Uh, I think it's similar to what Matt was saying, where like she was never really. I don't think she was ever really fully on board with you know the religious things. You know, like I think it's less like you know, uh, <clears throat> like demon worshiping or anything. I think it was more like a. a atheistic mindset where she's you know doubts these things are real or doubts these things are actually you know true and uh you know in this world they are so it's her doubt that leads her towards you know that path rather than her meant to be on that path yeah it's it's really kind of sad that like every time something happens she's right there in the middle of it so it's just constant casting doubt yeah on the family that she that she really could be involved like it's just it's really it was really sad to see that because it really seemed like she just wanted to keep her family together but it just kept getting worse and worse every time she tried to help in some way and she kind of had like a a short temper too so it it kind of made it worse when especially that scene where the um the youngest daughter is uh acting like she's the witch of the woods and then she she keeps telling her to like shut up, and then she she kind of twists it on her, and then she acts like the witch, and it scares the fuck out of that little that little girl. And she kind of wants to tell her mom and dad, but she she keeps getting threatened by her older sister to keep her mouth shut. So, I mean, also I guess we got to talk about this this kind of plot point is that the brother kind of has like a little thing for his sister, and yeah. it's kind of. I don't know if it's just him just being a, a, a horny preteen or whatever, but like he, there's a scene where she's like tossing and turning after she lost the, the youngest baby, and um, he like wakes her up and then he's just like, "Oh, go back to sleep." Like, why did you wake her up then? <laughs> it was like because he's like he's sitting there and he's he's like staring at her and then he wakes her up and he's just like, "Oh, I didn't mean to wake you up. Go back to sleep. It's gonna be okay." Um, I think that was kind of like. Uh, as a sign like that he was that he had lust which mm-hmm. kind of led to the witch scene where he fell for the witch 
So I think that was just kind of leading up to show that that's just his character and that, you know, he couldn't help himself when it came to that kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, that's cool. The, uh, the dad kind of had, I think they tried to make the dad have, like, kind of a Jesus complexion. Did you right. get that kind of sense in the movie? Like, yeah, 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 I did. Where, he's, where he kind of um, wanted to put everything on himself. Yeah, and he's, yeah, like, where he's chopping wood and he's got the little rope tied around his waist. And yeah. The, the dinner scene where it's, like, literally, like, the last supper for the family. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, they're freaking out about his, his silver cup or whatever. Yeah. That's gone. Yeah. And then he sold it. And <laughs> yeah, they're trying they're trying to um they're not really making it and he's really not providing for the family and <clears throat> they the whole plot that they want to sell Thomason off to another family to, <laughs> to get money. It's just it's 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 a, it's a crazy it's a crazy film that really has no hope in yeah. it. Like, as you get deeper and deeper in the film, the hope is just kind of just slowly slipping away, slowly, slowly. But, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Is there, do you guys think there's any other, like, films out there that kind of are in the similar vein, or do you think this is, like, kind of on its own and doing its own thing? Um, the comparison I hear the most, and I can kind of see it in the way that it's shot and done, is The Shining. You know, I don't think they're any that similar, but a way that you know that builds the dread and the tension. Uh, I think that has has a lot to do with the uh, um, whole isolated, you know, yeah, character. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that kind of idea of building terror from the whole you can't get away from this kind of you know mindset. Right. I think I think people went into this movie being like, okay, this is called The Witch. We saw the Blair Witch Project and we never saw a witch. We better see a fucking witch in this movie. And they they got to see their witches. So I think people were just happy for that fact. Even though that's a whole different discussion that we can talk about later yeah. on. But yeah, I mean like I'm I'm gonna be honest, when I when, when I saw The Witch for the first time I was like, Oh well, we're gonna get another witch movie where we didn't get to really see a witch and then I saw it and I got to see a witch, you know, numerous times. And it was it was pretty cool to finally like actually see some. But like I'm not bash I'm not bashing the Blair Witch Project. It's it's good in its own right, but you know, you still wanna kinda see something sometimes. You know, you kinda wanna see how they, they do that and they did do that in this movie and they did it well. Did it well. Um I was really excited for which when I first saw uh, the trailer, you know, years ago or whatever, it, I don't know. I think it just it delivered on so many different elements that the filmmaker was going for. You know what I mean? You talk, talking about the witch or the Blair Witch? Uh, the witch. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, like, I was never seeing a trailer for the Blair Witch Project, to be honest with you. I was young when it came out, and I saw it later on after it had already been out for a while. Right. <laughs> the, the one scene that like really got to me was uh, it was really sad to see the dog out all torn up like that after it chased after the bunny. Like that kind of that tore me. Oh yeah. yeah. Any movie with a that kills off an animal just throws me off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think that also has to do with you know a part of the lore with the you know man's best friend and then the the witch and the devil. 
you know, I think taking taking out the dog was a part of uh, establishing that kind of, you know, uh, lore to the story where the dog's the protector of the family. And, you know, I, I feel like once the dog dies, the shit just gets even worse. Yeah. And like, he was kind of like a guardian to the family. And so, you know, obviously he's got to go if they're trying to fuck with the family. Yeah. Um, so, any any final remarks about the witch? I feel like we probably touched fairly fairly much touched on everything that we need to. On it. Unless you guys uh, something. There's one other thing I kind of want to talk about. I'm a big score guy in movies, uh-huh. and I think the oh, score yeah. in this movie represents this movie perfectly because it does such a good job of building up, building it up, getting more intense, mm-hmm. and then just stops. It doesn't like kind of smooth down or anything. It just you get to that that high point and then it's just it's done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's something that Dylan was saying earlier. We were talking about how when they are interacting with the woods and they have that like two thousand one kind of feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I it, but yeah, it's like they do a really good job of using the music to build the tension in that movie. Um, you know. You don't see it as often in horror movies anymore, like where the musical score really drives that tension. Yeah. Uh, Another thing that reminded me of The Shining is that same kind of like violent sounding noises. It wasn't really just like, you know, smooth music or anything. It just kind of, it made you tense up just by the music. It wasn't really the scene going on because it was just them hunting a rabbit. Yeah, you were like expecting something bad to happen, but then it would just abruptly stop, and then there wouldn't be anything bad. Yeah, because you would basically have your guard up the whole movie, and some sometimes things would happen. Sometimes, they, most of the time, they wouldn't, and that's yeah, that's kind of like how the how you said the shining was so good at that because you know literally it would just be them zooming in on Jack's face when he's staring out the window, and. You think something's going to happen, but it doesn't, but it still kind of terrifies you because of the way they built it up. Yeah, I think that's that's better than any jump scare. Yeah. Um, I guess we could talk and we can break it's down. Another... Go ahead, Zach. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say, it's another one of those elements to the psychological, you know, warfare that, they, that both movies engage in with trying to freak you out freak out you know your your brain get those emotional responses without you know going over the top or you know turning into some corny or slasher kind of film like it's all about getting your mindset in the mindset of the characters and they do a good job of using the musical score the the dialogue the just the you know general environment that they are in achieve those emotional responses yeah yeah another scene that really got to me was um when the, the wife wakes up and she sees you know caleb and the, the youngest son or youngest baby uh, standing in the corner and you know she's she basically you know she's happy to she's basically delirious and she's happy to see her son and the youngest the youngest one and then it like cuts to where they're in the, they're locked in the shed or whatever, and the the witch drops down on the the shed, and then it cuts back and like she's getting pecked by a damn crow. Like, yeah, that head. threw me off. Yeah, that, I, was, I was like, what? Yeah, that really <laughs> threw me off. I was like, 
It's like, so we're, I was like, the witch is completely influencing the mother right now, so she's distracted. Yeah. But I didn't think it was going to turn out to be where she was, you know, getting getting pecked on the, the boob. That was, that was a, a big yeah. thing. And you see her wake up, yeah, that was the blood dripping down and everything. Yeah, I mean, she's completely gone insane at that point. Like, there's, right. there's no return. Um, whether she went, like, went insane on her own or if she was influenced to go insane, I guess is up to debate. But right. a lot of, a lot of, she was under a lot of stress. So, I mean, I guess we can break down the Lighthouse trailer now. I feel like we've talked about the Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Talked about it a little bit. Well, yeah, but then I guess I guess we zigzagged between that. And yeah. This. Um. So I guess when it starts, you hear the the big foghorn, which is which is right off the bat. You you, you see a twenty four and you hear that foghorn. You're just like, yep, yeah, this is gonna be a great movie. Like I <laughs> like I knew it just like from right there. I was like, yeah. Yeah. This confirmed everything that I, I thought about this movie. <laughs> um. Then you get the cut. It cuts and it shows the the ship going away, and then it cuts back to a really good shot of just uh, the foe and Patterson just looking at the, the the ship leave, and then it goes right into where the foe's character is asking Patterson why he's you know why he wants to be a lighthouse manager or keeper. What does he say actually? Does he say wiki wiki? Like I, yeah, wiki. Like what is what is a wiki yeah, but- exactly? I I don't really know sailor talk too much, but I'm assuming it's just a lighthouse attendant. Yeah, I was, yeah, I was just yeah, I was confused by it because like I I looked it up, I was like wiki, couldn't find any like really definition for it, so I was like okay, I guess it just means lighthouse keeper. And oh, by the way, uh, Patterson's <laughs> accent is not over the top. I think it's just the right amount of. Boston. Oh yeah, I guess I think that's fine. Yeah, and you know this this. Uh, Defoe's like I feel like this is like the perfect role for Defoe because like he's, oh yeah <laughs> he's, he's already eccentric in like a lot of films like you know a lot of his past films like Spider Man and um, the Grand Budapest Hotel like you know very um, very subtle and then like over the top and then like I feel like in this movie he's just gonna be constantly over the top and it's just gonna be brilliant like what do you guys think? Uh. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I think well, I love William Defoe as an actor. I love him in Platoon, Spider Man, and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, he looks like a sailor, yeah. <laughs> or I guess an attendant. So you, like you see him in the outfit, and like it looks perfect. Yeah, that. Um... It, it honestly reminds me of uh, his role in uh, the Life Aquatic, just the way he looks. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe this is the sequel to that. Maybe this is him later on. <laughs> nah, it's, it's, it's completely different time after, period. After Steve Zizou dies, you know. <laughs> yeah. He's in Nova Scotia and he's Robert Pattinson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's, um, it's funny because, like, my favorite, uh, my favorite part from that trailer is where he's standing there and it's raining. And he's like, uh, how long have we been on this rock? Five weeks? Two days? Please help me to recollect. And I was just like, <laughs> that is that's where Defoe is completely gone insane. Like he's going right. on set, he's insane. Like it's not him even acting anymore. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, he nailed that line. Like I don't think anybody could have done that any better. Yeah, it, you, I mean, like you can already tell that the dialogue is really the dialogue is going to be smart and witty. Like by the way, it sounds like why'd you spill your beans? Is 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 basically the the whole 
and just run that through the whole like for that portion of the trailer and it's just like he took some kind of simple saying and now it's like immortalized like yeah, i don't know I'm, I'm really gushing over this movie and i feel like i'm not giving you guys any time to talk so please no, no, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 keep gushing. <laughs> um, but yeah, do you guys have anything to say about the trailer? Uh, I think, I think the thing that stands out to me, and this stood out to me in The Witch as well, is how well Robert Eggers, Eggers or Eggers? It's it's one of the two, I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, no, I'm not sure either. <laughs> but uh, I think he really seems to study, <laughs> he really seems to study the dialogue and the way people talk, like the Puritans in the Old English, like it was perfect. It felt like a Shakespeare play. I think he does a really good job of this. And I know it's just the trailer, but you can already tell they seem like they're actually talking like sailor talk. And yeah, yes, um, Scott, yeah, like you got the whole the, effort. the emphasis on the A's and stuff. Yeah, it's completely <laughs> yeah. the northeast northeastern dialogue. It's, it's yeah, yeah. It, it just fits with that that sailor talk. You know, it's just the perfect, you know, perfect location for it. Um, and I think I really like about him is like he's making horror movies in time periods you would never expect horror movies in. <laughs> like I wouldn't ever yeah. think about a horror movie in a lighthouse, and I don't know what time period they're going for in this. I definitely wouldn't think of a horror movie in the 1600s. Yeah, it's it's um uh, it's set in the 1890s for the lighthouse. Okay. Yeah. Um, with the witch, I mean, like I would expect to see something in that time period because it is kind of like a like a the dark age of the new world, pretty much. No one knows anything about the new world yet, so I could see that. Um, but yeah, the lighthouse thing, like I mean, personally, I've always wanted to do a horror movie in in a lighthouse. I thought it's like you know the lighthouse, a lighthouse by itself is creepy. You know, you look at a lighthouse; it's just this light flashing on and off. It's usually on the coast, and it's just—it seems like a, a creepy setting for a movie, like you, like a ghost ship or like a, an old creepy lighthouse keeper that you know is insane, but that—that's all he knows what to do. Okay. It's just—it's just a perfect setting, and yeah, I mean, like, have you ever into a lighthouse at night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is definitely an unsettling, like, feeling. Just. Because it almost feels like somebody's gonna pop out at any moment, right? Uh, with the with the lights going on around it, I think it's definitely like Matt was saying, a, a, a not like the first setting, not the first environment you're thinking of when you you think, oh, what should I make a horror movie about? Where should I make a horror movie take place? Right. I, I think he does a really good job with those with that creative kind of. I'm gonna do a horror movie that you wouldn't normally think would be a horror movie. Right. Well, I mean, it's like that story about those, uh, those lighthouse, lighthouse keepers on like this Irish Island where they, they, um, they were all cooped up in this, this lighthouse together and they went to check on them and they were all, they all just vanished. Like that's, that's creepy. I remember hearing something about that. Yeah. That's just, that's creepy to hear. And they never found their bodies or anything. Like that's just in itself. It's just like, Oh, here we go. There's another lighthouse setting where something creepy happens. Because uh, when I first saw it, uh, like not before I watched the trailer, but when I saw it pop up, because mm-hmm. I just saw it, like it came up in a recommendation on YouTube. I didn't look before you sent it. Yeah. And so I was like, huh, maybe it's about that story. Because I, I watched a lot of weird videos, like the best stuff like that. And so like, it might be something about that. Uh-huh. I don't think it is, but. 
Yeah, it might it might draw a little inspiration from it, but probably right. not. Yeah. Well, like with the witch, I know he got a lot of inspiration from different like actual witch stories from New Hampshire and all that. So yeah, I think same, it, I think he'll do the same kind of thing here. Yeah, the same witch trials, and he he said he actually went to uh, uh, a site, I believe, of like an old settlement from like the 1600s. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, back to the back to the lighthouse trailer. Um, they there's like there's scenes where there was like a scene where Defoe's in his room and then Patterson's like looking in and then he moves and he's gone. Like it gives oh, me yeah. gives me the feeling that like that's how they're gonna run with this movie. It's gonna just be a bunch of, you know, did I actually really see that? Did I not see that? Am I going crazy? Have I been on this rock too long? Right. I hate you. I love you. We need to get out of this together. I'm gonna kill you. Like that that's my speculation for the film. Is it just gonna is he gonna go with the story to where it ends where one kills the other? Are they both gonna have assured destruction? Or is it gonna be something where they get rescued or the, the ship comes back and then they just go back to their normal lives? You know, like they, they get it's like the ending credit is them getting on the boat and everything they experienced on the the rock was basically them getting rid of their fears and all their past problems. Because, because someone in this right. someone in this movie is gonna have a secret. Like it's either gonna be in a film or it's gonna be Patterson. Because you see Patterson, he's holding this little uh, figurine in his hand. Yeah, and he's like, keep, "You keeping secret? You're not keeping secrets, are you?" And he's like, "No, sir." So I don't know. I, don't I think know. both are gonna have some kind of like freaky secret that they're keeping to themselves that they're trying to hide that. You know, being on that rock by themselves is part of, like, them, I don't know, like, a self-punishment or, like, like, you know, them running away from the issue itself. Yeah, because, like, at the beginning, he says he's starting new, and then and then Defoe's, like, on the run. Like, yeah, yeah. see right through him. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, I wonder if they're going to have flashbacks, like, when they talk about, like, or if they don't talk about, like, with the other one about their past. And they just kind of show us some background or if it's completely like left in the dark, just this is what's happening. What's on this rock is the movie. There's no callback to a different time. I don't, I'm kind of hoping it's that. I enjoy that kind of thing. Yeah. Like, where you have to kind of figure it out yourself. Yeah. It's like you're left in the dark, but you can, you piece together whatever, uh, whatever solution that you think. is. I think that's a lot more fitting to how the movie seems as well. Yeah. Um, it's definitely gonna be a lot of mystery i feel like yeah um so we know there's gonna be a mermaid um probably gonna be a giant octopus um do you guys think any other type of sea creatures myths is gonna be involved in it because we really Uh, didn't get that much of a glimpse i mean you got the big giant sea storm like the the big at the end but you guys think anything else? Like like maybe a ghost ship or like some kind of I don't I don't know. I don't know. I think it's gonna be simple, you know, kinda of like how with the witch was it's not gonna be over the top or too many elements to it. Mm-hmm. Um I think a lot of it's gonna be uh internal struggles versus, you know, external struggles. It's gonna be a lot of uh are they actually seeing this like we were saying it's going to be a lot of uh mistrusting each other because obviously you know 
whereas with the witch they were a family and it showed the the family element degrading because of the horror i think the fact that they are two strangers that don't have a past with each other i think that's gonna add to the to the horror element of it to the psychological horror element of it there's not going to be like a whole lot of trust there to begin with and what little they do have it's gonna kind of constantly be up in the air and you're gonna see a lot of you know uh behind the back kind of stuff like they're doing things behind each other's back that they don't want the other to see trying to keep it to themselves and i think that's going to be a lot of the rising tension is going to be them interacting with each other while also trying to keep their interactions from revealing too much about themselves right yeah i'm just i'm so excited for this movie uh um, yeah, yeah he was he was supposed to do a nosferatu remake before this movie but he completely mm-hmm. he put that on the shelf because he said that he didn't want to do a, a nosferatu a nosferatu movie for his second movie because he thought it was pretentious so he shelved that, right. and then he wrote this. And uh, I think he's got another film that he's working on. It's like a medieval time period film. It's called like The Black Knight or something. Which yeah, is, I think I saw something about that as well. Yeah. So, really? Yeah. So he's, he's, he's really into like these period horror films, it seems. Right. Um, yeah, I think that interested me about him. Oh, sorry. You good? No, you're good. Though. Okay. Pretty- one thing that interests me about him. Is a I read saw in an interview I think with uh, I don't remember who it was with actually, but he said that he actually grew up hating horror movies and like still today doesn't really watch them. In the whole interview, the person interview, I'm just trying to get him like to say one horror movie like he likes that he likes or something like that, and he doesn't do it at all. So I think it's oh. cool from someone who doesn't enjoy horror movies making these you know awesome horror movies. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I think he got his start in stage production. I think I have that. Yeah, I think so. um, he was really good at like bringing uh, famous stories to the stage and like writing them well and stuff. So even the it just seems kind of like a play almost. Yeah, you see that on stage. Yeah, it's more it's more uh, dialogue driven too. Right. Yeah, you can definitely. I can definitely now that you mentioned. It, I can definitely see a uh, like a stage production background to to the movie because he's definitely i mean you look at it it's all very much you know driven by dialogue and body language and you know the 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 way the characters are with each other and all that stuff it's there's not so much the visual like cgi element to it except for like you know certain parts where it makes the most sense and makes the most effect he's using you know traditional acting and traditional uh i guess stage production would be the way to say it um but like this uh, the cinematic cinematics of it it's all very like traditional except for when using a modern tool will benefit him the most or you know add more to it than anything else could yeah um so who is uh your favorite character from the witch uh, i think i already said uh, this but mine's definitely the father i think him just kind of staying yeah. cool-headed throughout the whole thing until literally the very end when he's praying you know asking forgiveness blaming himself 
and freaking out. And even with the part with the goat, when he realizes that it's the devil and then it kills him, like he still seems calm. He's praying. And I think I think after he, what the, the goat kind of hits him or whatever, and then he starts like it seems like he's been taken over. Like he's like saying corruption or something like that, yeah, and just falls over. Yeah. So literally until the very end, he's like staying in his beliefs and all that until. You can't help it. <laughs> yeah, like, I felt bad for him because he cut all that wood and then he got rammed into the wood pile and it all yeah. fell over. I was like, yeah. all that work, you get you get murdered and then it all goes to waste. Like, it's, it's a yeah. waste of time now. <laughs> but, uh, I think my favorite character is uh, Thomason. To be honest with you, like, she's kind of, you know, Kind of always like the entire movie. She doesn't quite fit in with the family. She's not quite, you know, on the same level as the family. Obviously, she ends up, you know, turning into a witch or whatever, becoming a witch. Um, I think her storyline is just, you know, really fascinating to see, you know, it go from being a teenager with some doubts about what your parents are telling you to full-blown well now i'm a witch and i'm talking to the devil like i, I like her uh, character arc a lot mm-hmm. yeah i mean for me i the, my favorite character has got to be black <laughs> philip like you know just just yeah. because it, it's the, it's the goat and because like the first time i saw the movie i didn't pay any attention to him and then when when you get that twist that he's actually the devil it's just like wow you know that was such a good like your the story was so good that I didn't pay attention to the obvious story arc that was that the the, the goat was the influencer he was the devil the whole time, and then right. yeah and it's just like the whole fact that he's he's sitting there and he's he's slowly brainwashing the, the younger kids and you just don't even notice it I mean you get hints but you don't even notice it you don't even know that it's real. And, you know, this is purely from just, like, a first-time viewing. Like, uh, obviously, afterwards, you're going to pay attention to it because you know about it. But, um, right. but I mean, just another another thing of her is when uh, the Angelina Jolie-looking uh, witch, um, when she smiles at Caleb, that, that smile is so convincing because, like, you can see oh, yeah. the intent, like, in her face. Like, and I just thought that was really, really good acting. Um, but, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I liked, all the, I liked all the characters. I mean... Oh, I really did not I like, like the mom. Huh? I didn't like the mom. Well, yeah, that's what I was about to say. I was like, I really did not like yeah. the mom a lot. Like, she just, I don't know, yeah, she just had that, that, that aurora about her, you know? Like, yeah, 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 I thought the same way. Yeah. I think one part of me is, like, um, she was a character in Game of Thrones, and I didn't really like that character at all either. And she does a really good job of playing characters that are, you know, yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. That, that made yeah. you uncomfortable watching them. Like, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it, uh, I mean, I don't, I'm not going to start going on Game of Thrones over here or anything, but basically like she's just really good at playing characters you love to hate and i think her uh her portrayal of the mother was on point and it was accurate i just you know don't like the character and i didn't like the character in game of thrones either so i think that might have you know they might lead together to where i'm i've seen her at that in one role that i didn't like for so long that i tend to you know not like her other character roles. I gotcha. 
Uh, one thing that I found out about her is uh, that in the script or whatever, she said that they would just put like praise for her scene. But she actually went through and learned, like, got a book of uh, Puritan prayers and memorized them. And oh, that way, wow. so in her scenes, she could actually give, like, real prayers that Puritans gave. For the, so right. she would go through and find one that was word for that scene. Hmm. It's really cool. Yeah. So I think all the actors, the director and all, were very dedicated to making this as realistic as possible. And I think that's what worked out so well. Right. Yeah. It just, it just, it just uh, was kind of weird for the like the only thing I had for the father character William is that like he just didn't fit that typical mold of um, father figure back then. Like you would think that he'd be a lot more stern in his decisions and he'd be a lot more stubborn. Yeah, and he's more kind of just open to a lot of things, and it just doesn't. It kind of makes him less believable as as you know, like, as, a, as a, a good character because, like, I would want him to be like, no, this is the way, this is what we're and he kind of, he kind of does it at the end when he's, like, convinced her that she's finally a witch. Like, he, he right. yeah, but, like, he, before then, he was still kind of just contemplating about everything, like, you know, all these different scenarios and, like, back then, they weren't, I feel like, that, well, those type of things. that will the theme though doesn't it where you know his indecision and indecisiveness like kind of leads him astray like his willingness to be open to other other ideas and to to you know let himself be challenged and let his beliefs be challenged i think that plays into those themes of religion where you know you're supposed to be decisive and hold fat uh, steadfast in your beliefs and you know all those other things i think his character is supposed to show like those things are ultimately what led to his downfall. And I think that plays into the whole Puritan theme of it. Yeah. 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 That's a good point. And I guess maybe that's the whole corruption thing at the end when he, when he finally gets killed is that the whole time his biggest problem was corruption that he was letting things in when he shouldn't have been. So. Right. Would you guys, uh, would you guys say that this is very rewatchable? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. 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 I bought it on DVD actually, so I, I'll watch it. You know, <laughs> the <after year>. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, uh, uh, I would say it's my favorite horror movie that came out since I've been alive. Because I've never been one for like slashers and all that. And I feel like that's not anything yeah. that comes out anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I love old right. horror movies like Alien and. Uh, the Shining, Predator, I guess, kind of counts. <laughs> like, I love stuff like that. But then when the day, like, the Saw movies, Hostile, I just never really got into. Yeah. Right. So when something that like this comes cool. out, and it's just completely different, I just loved every second of it. All right, so I guess at this point, um, we'll anything else that we want to add to it? Do we want to rate the movie? I don't know how... Uh, I mean, are we rating out of 10 or out of 5? Uh, um, yeah, we just, let's do it out of 10. Oh. Okay. <laughs> um, Alright, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. 9 out of 10? Yeah, I'll yeah. say 8 or 9, I'll go 8.5 out of 10. Yeah, I'll give it a solid 8. Like, it's, it's... It's fairly solid throughout the whole thing. I mean, it's it's yeah. a very, very, uh, very, very big uh, first movie. 
you know, very high standards yeah. for a first movie. So, I mean, it's... I see Eric Paulson's first movie as well, the actress. Yeah, oh, the, yeah, the big reason I'm giving it a nine rather than like an eight or like a seven and a half is because of just the originality and the creativity that he, he put into it. I mean, you know, a lot of movies these days are remakes or based on this or that and he made an original horror story that could you know absolutely spawn more films or you know spawn a new uh <clears throat> like subgenre and on its own and uh I, I don't see a whole lot of filmmakers out there doing that these days and i think that's why i'm giving him higher marks you know like it's it's as a movie, it's definitely, you know, it's good and it's solid and it's, you know, I wouldn't say it's amazing or anything like that, but yeah. it's definitely something that you can put on and rewatch a couple of times and not, you know, feel like you're watching some tired old uh, cliches over and over again. Yeah, I mean, he could have <laughs> uh, completely just sold out and just done like a jump scare movie, but... Yeah, he actually had craft to it, and it's it's a it's a solid first movie, and it's going to be really interesting to see if you can follow follow that up with the lighthouse, and it'd be even just as good or even better. Like, yeah, some people are calling the lighthouse his masterpiece, which I kind of get that I get that vibe too. But you know, he has a ninety nine on Rotten Tomatoes, which is awesome because it's not even in theater yet. Well, you know, you know all those uh, those uh, film festival heads are, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they completely yeah. polluted, but um, I think this has a really good chance of being a, a, very, a fairly rated, uh, highly rated movie. Just by the yeah. way, yeah. Do you think it'll be better than The Wish, or do you think, like, on par or below? Like, what, what, just from the trailer, like your first impressions, like well, you know, knee jerk reaction. Yeah, I mean, just just from my own personal like desire and love for like lighthouses and that kind of uh that kind of setting i think it's gonna be better yeah just because i'm more inclined to you know be more interested in that movie than you know something like the witch but right so I, yeah i do think it's gonna be better um what do you think matt yeah i think it's gonna be better just because i mean he's got a movie under his belt you know he's learned he's probably had mistakes on that that he's gonna learn for him and he's gonna take that and you know, prepare for that this time, and I think it'll help him out and make a better movie. Oh, and yeah, I agree with you guys. Like, I think it's gonna be you know the next step for him. I don't, I don't like t- saying that something is somebody's masterpiece unless you know it's kind of obvious that it is. So I think it'll, it'll be like the next step. I think um, he'll obviously be making more after this, but. Considering the witch came out in like what twenty fifteen and it's yeah twenty nineteen sixteen it was fifteen or sixteen I, I'm not sure yeah I'm not sure either a while before his uh his next yeah. but I still think like it's the next step for him and you know whatever he does afterwards it'll also be you know another step like I think he's just gonna progressively get better. Yeah, it, sure. it seems like his career is going in a similar direction that Tarantino's career went, where he released Reservoir Dogs, his first movie, and that was yeah. a, that was a really solid film. And then he made Pulp Fiction, which is obviously his masterpiece. So, you know, right. it could be. Actually, I think 
Four Rooms was Tarantino's first, but I don't think anybody's. I, I haven't seen it. No, uh, uh, no, it was Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction, Four Rooms, as a, and then Jack oh, okay. and yeah, I didn't know that. His debut as a writer was True Romance, though. Yeah. No, nah, I mean he he no he definitely wrote the script to Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, I know. I'm saying his debut as a writer, though. He, his first film that he wrote that was made oh, was True yeah. Romance. He didn't, like, make it or anything, but okay. it was the first uh, project that he wrote that was turned into a film. Yeah, he sold the script to um, somebody so he could finance uh, Pulp Fiction. That's what that was. Yeah. It's good stuff that he's coming out with. Um, and Eggers is coming out with good stuff. It looks like it's going to be really stuff uh, you think he'll stick with horror or do you think he'll ever try to go with something else i don't know i mean he's he's already got two more films that are basically going to be horror films in nostalgia right. and the black knight yeah. i mean I, I if he's a good director he will go into other avenues but you know maybe he'll just i think he's right now just he's sticking to what he knows because he's yeah. he's good at it and it's probably fun for him i mean yeah he's doing all these period pieces where he has to put in, you know, a whole bunch of research and do a whole bunch of, you know, uh, just information gathering and a whole bunch of, you know, writing and rewriting and rewriting and, you know, rewriting, rewriting. <laughs> <laughs> but I think he's just, he's having fun with what he's doing right now and yeah. really enjoying it. So I think until, you know, some, some other project and some other genre comes along and it's, you know, equally or more fun for him i think he's just gonna keep doing what he's doing yeah it, it's kind of like uh how when bill gibson made braveheart and then he kind of went completely in the opposite direction and did that period piece about the the mayan empire i can't oh, yeah. remember uh, that was a big gap the, the, yeah yeah because yeah. yeah. wasn't braveheart was like mid 90s and apocalypto was like 2000 yeah, yeah, I was in school. I remember. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was it was way more grittier than Braveheart yeah. was. Like the way he shot it, like yeah. he completely went into a different level of filmmaking when he made that movie. So who knows? Was Apocalypto before or after the Passion of the Christ? I think it was after, wasn't it? If it was after, it was later than two thousand three. Yeah, because Passion of the Christ came out in two thousand four, I believe. Right. Yeah. She produced that one, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, nah, he he's the I think he was the director for it too. Yeah, he, sure. yeah, he definitely directed okay. it. Okay. Okay. So Apocalypto is two thousand six. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. And well, okay. No, go ahead, Zach. Oh no, that's it. Just uh, Apocalypto came out after it was oh six and Passion of the Christ is oh four. Okay. All right, well I guess I guess that pretty much wraps up this discussion. Um All right. yeah. The Witch, thumbs up. We're all agreeing on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, Universal here. We're all we're all on board for this movie. Um, the Lighthouse comes out October eighteenth. Um, super excited. Super. Soon yeah, super 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 excited. Go see it. Um, <laughs> I'm definitely gonna go see it on opening weekend. Probably gonna. Yeah, I plan on too. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, the, the only thing I'm worried about is that it's not gonna be released in my town. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they didn't... They didn't... Hey, s- here, I'm sure it'll be yeah. uh, released in Portland, so right. come say hi. Right, yeah, I mean, if I can't... If I can't... <laughs> yeah. 
if I can't do that, then I'll just have to drive to Richmond or something, you know, a bigger city yeah. where it's going to be released. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, super excited for that movie. Uh, that's all the time that we have for this week on the podcast. Join us next week on this untitled podcast that we don't know the name of yet. Uh, but yeah, we'll get that down eventually. Uh, see y'all next week. There we go. <laughs> Later.